Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined, as always, by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, FAM? How y'all doing? <laughs> Why are we laughing right now? Caroline's, just Caroline's like writing out the names for that. Part. I think Brasky I actually tumbled. got you. Brasky, did I get you? No, oh. no. I just purposely know that I, I got right to that point right when you oh. whited out the text on my show notes. So I paused. I gave I it that pregnant pause you. to make you think that you got me. And I was just oh. like, mm. one of these Too days, bad. Brasky's just going to highlight it before he starts. <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be like the perfect timing, right? It's going to sit there uh, in that spot. You're going to white anyway. it out. I'm going to. Scroll over Hi, the top of it, and we're good. <laughs> Thought I got him. So close, so close, so close. Chat, so or, uh, chat. Oh my gosh, podcast. <laughs> well, how do you address people that you're not talking? We are now officially. We are now officially no longer a podcast. We are just like the personification of Caroline's chat. Tens, yeah. tens of listeners. I tried to get Brasky by whiting out. What's up, fam? I thought I got you too. Damn it! <laughs> We've had a few traditions happen over the course of this podcast, and I gotta say, I think my least favorite is y'all actively messing with my show notes <laughs> as I'm reading off of them. It's both like my least favorite, but also like the most skill testing, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I try to start after you've started talking, and I used to like change words, but now I've decided that whiting them out is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like expert mode. I feel like I'm playing like an old '80s Atari video game that way. It's just like what I. Mm. It's it's a challenge, but I, I think I think I don't know what I think about it. It breaks my brain every time I try to think about how you guys mess up my notes, and then I just lose all sense of reality, and then I go off on tangents like this one. So let's bring it back to how our week has been. How is everyone doing? How's it going? What's been going on? How was our week in Magic? Conan Hawk, let's start with you. Uh, my week's been all right. Basically, I've been streaming a little bit and stuff like that, and we all kind of know what is like you know the best deck in standard and stuff like that and uh so i've been i was started the week by like i'm just gonna play whatever the best deck is i don't really care i just want to like win and all that stuff and i felt myself getting like burned out pretty quickly so then i just started playing things that i think might be fun today i played a mono white like mid-range beatdown deck and it was a lot of fun even though we went about 50 50 <laughs> so, so you, uh, you hate mono white. Just... Yeah, it's it's definitely my least favorite archetype ever. I think. No, wait, the other way, the other way around. I my most favorite archetype. Strike that, reverse it. Yeah, I actually just like I think I figured out that it's like not necessarily mono white. It's just like creature combat. I just miss creature combat. That's all I want to do. Just attack, block, you know that type of stuff. Heck yeah! Well, I'm glad you do. I'm glad that you're jumping into the stuff that you enjoy because that's what. That's all we need right now. It's just stuff that we yeah. enjoy, whatever that, whatever that might be. Caroline, what you been doing this past week? What you been, what you been enjoying? Well, wait, hold on. You asked two different questions. Do you want to know what my week of magic is, or do you want to know what I've been enjoying? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, my week in magic. This is my version of messing with your show notes. Well, I didn't write any, so pop. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> okay. So my week in magic. Let me think. I. I think the only thing I did was play my VML match, uh, which I did win, putting my record in the current season to 4-0. But for those following along at home, it is a current win streak of 13, which I think is actually kind of cool. Because I lost in week one of season two and then haven't lost since. <laughs> so, you got to do a little, you got to brush the dirt off your shoulder when you say that. Swag. 13 in a row is actually getting impressive. That's insane. I, I'm pretty excited, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to decide, so... I have two player, two opponents this week, and I kind of want to line up the matches to the one I think I'll win first, <laughs> so that I can make my streak longer, and then the one I think I won't win second. But <laughs> we'll see if that works out. But then the things I enjoyed doing this weekend, which are different to Magic, mostly because I actually didn't play a lot of Magic this weekend. I went to Home Depot twice. My dad thinks I went to build shelves in my room, but I really went to see the ten foot tall skeleton. And it wasn't there. And so I don't really know what to do with the rest of my life. Because if you're on Twitter and you don't know what the 10-foot tall skeleton is, then why are you even on Twitter? Have you seen and the VR version of the 10-foot skeleton? No. Because <laughs> the Home Depot has, like, a thing where you can, like, buy, like, shelves, for example, and put them in the VR and then put oh. them in your house to see how they look. <laughs> so you can do that with Wait, the 10-foot skeleton in <laughs> Okay, well, the Canadian Home Depot didn't have the skeleton. I even went back on day two on Sunday <laughs> to try again to find this elusive skeleton. You think it would be easy to find? 
considering it dead with all. Uh, but they didn't have it, and I was very sad. But instead, I did buy new plants, which I'm considering naming Tinfoot's calls, Kelsey. Wait, is, is a Canadian, wait, just for clarification, is Canadian Home Depot still Home Depot, or do you just have a different hardware store that you just call Canadian Home Depot? I also I ultimately want to mess with you, <laughs> but it is it is in fact the same Home Depot. Though there is a weird rule in Canada that if you if you work at Home Depot, you have to be a moose. Uh, um, so it's, it's it's run by a bunch of meese, uh, which might might explain why there's not a ten foot tall skeleton. There might instead be a ten foot tall moose that I didn't notice. Yeah, in American sense. feet, how tall is ten feet tall? No, that is American. <laughs> It is, both, it is both too early and too late for this all at the same time. We, we use meters. How many meters is that? That's like three and a half meters, right? Yeah, I've been trying to think. So, uh, let's see. I'll just look it up. Ten feet, ten feet. I would say three and a half, I, I, if I'm giving a rough guesstimate. Is it a meter thirty inches? It's like inches? almost exactly three I think meters. It's, I, think it's 30, I think it's 30 inches, right? 30 inches a meter? Uh, yeah, really about like a, a rough uh, estimate. What do you call a meter stick? <laughs> a meter? A yard stick? A yard stick. A yard stick, yard stick is 36 <laughs> inches, but a yeah. meter stick is like 30-ish. What do you right? call a meter stick? What do you call a meter stick? I guess that's only funny to me. Yeah. What do we, what do we call meter. a meter stick? We call that... Wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. We call that... Are what's you that telling doing me in science class? That the thing in school, in Canada was a meter, but in America was a yard, and they're not the same measurement? We had no, rulers. No. Are you kidding me? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like... Why would we do anything the same? <laughs> okay, but of you anybody. had one of those things. You had a stick in your classroom that was long, and you used to like measure on the chalkboard. Yeah, and it was, and, it was exactly and you call them a yard stick because they yeah. were a yard. They were a yard long. They yeah, were... a yard is three feet. Yep. Whoa. Also, this our, is our legitimately stick... blowing my but mind. It, it did, both... Let's let's be honest though. It did have metric on the other side of the stick. So well, yeah, but how long was it on either side? Because it's About not thirty inches, roughly. What what I want to say is is that our our stick is longer, which is make, means that we're better, and that's that's how that's how it works. I think, right? Wait, Didn't one of the president say we're like better than Canada because we carry a big stick? Is that what the president said? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe too. Okay, I'm trying to think how much it would cost on top of that, but no, yeah, it it would be because if it was a yardstick, the yardstick, and it you could measure. Okay. I think you can measure not meters, but you can measure centimeters, and it would go basically like almost ninety-two centimeters. Okay, on it on Canadian Amazon, it's eight dollars for a meter stick. Okay, so that's like a dollar per foot. Ooh, Two dollars per on foot. On American Amazon, it's only four dollars for a yardstick. But I don't know what that tells us. <laughs> let's also let's also look at the fact that if I look up the word yardstick, it goes to Wikipedia and it's meter stick. All right, <laughs> I have an addendum. Well, Canada's better I than us. I think we did a successful because, job. Uh, because a meter people... is about 40 inches. Uh... We did tell people what's very successful in magic these days, which is yardsticks and meter sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yardsticks and meter sticks. That's how we measure success on this podcast. Darn right. <laughs> We're like three it, meters. We can't, we can't change now, though, because then if you change now, either football becomes really weird. Or the field gets way longer. <laughs> our feet, our our Canadian football fields are smaller or, or bigger. No, they're they're wider. They're Ours like are wider. Yeah, they're but they're we like we have basically three, squares. We have you have four downs. Yeah, yeah. We, we have three. Yeah, I think that's. I think they're like the same length. Wait, 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 wait. In Canadian football, don't you kick the ball around instead of throw it? Like no, they football? play regular football. <laughs> we play regular football. The CFL. Yeah. 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 Everything's the same except there's like a couple tweaks, and one of the tweaks is we have three downs instead of four. Yeah, but That's you also have like change. a huge, like the 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 uh, the field's like super wide. Yes, the field well, is much wider and much longer. Your, Looks the same on TV. Your end, <laughs> I got that. Your end zone is double the size, and the field is. Oh, that's right. Bigger. I forgot it's deeper. Size. Hey, that's actually true because I am an American. I, you know, it's you know, it works out that way one way or another. I think this is a magic podcast, right? Yeah. I think yeah, men would get know. hurt by by changing the metric to the metric system too. I just want to just like a lot of egos. Okay, I can without going too far into real world stuff. I can tell you with certainty that I will not see America doing anything rational in the next couple of years. Oh, so. <laughs> However, whenever I hear the metric system, all I can think of is the Simpsons quote about metric time, where you go, "Hey, we're finally on metric time." So everybody remember this day, eighty past two on April forty seventh. 
Okay, so one last tangent. There used to be a show, like a, a comedy show, where they would go. Uh, it's, it was called Talking to Americans, and so they would go to, and down, and they would tell Americans that something ridiculous happened in Canada, and then they would interview them and see what they thought. So one of them that they said was like, "Hey, what would you like to say to Canada for adopting the twenty-four hour clock?" And then Americans would be like, congratulations, thanks. Like, that's amazing that you joined us for the 24-hour clock. <laughs> just all these things good. that were just outrageous. That's <laughs> so hilarious. I just like, good for you. Good for yeah, you. like people would just say, oh, yeah, congratulations, Canada. Good job. I love that, like, <laughs> Americans days would just... the same time as ours. Same yeah, Americans as ours would just treat Canadians as, like, as still, like, exchange students accomplishing the smallest task. Like, hey, look, great job. Way to go. Not realizing that they're probably much dumber than the person that they're talking to. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, man. It's true. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. It's true, man. That's a, that's a very true statement. But if we're not, Sean, if you're not uh, trying to figure out the ins and outs of metric time, uh, what was it that, that you did in Magic this week when you've been enjoying? I have been enjoying not playing Magic. I have not played since, I don't know, like 10 days ago, last you know, two weekends ago when I played two tournaments that weekend. I haven't played since then. Instead, I've been playing new games with friends, just hanging out, talking with them. I got back to work this week, too, so, like, I was adjusting to that. So the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be kind of focusing on work. I got back to work finally after five months, so kind of got to get back into that. So I haven't really been playing Magic. Maybe I'll pick it back up when things calm down in standard, but... Right now, definitely don't want to play standard. It looks not very fun to me at all. That's true. And it's also kind of exacerbated by the fact that it's it's kind of difficult to engage in other formats of Magic as well, just because of mm -hmm. the, the times that we live in. And Yeah, exactly. You know, I know on, on my end, in, in my week in Magic, I've actually had a pretty fun week in Magic, but that's just kind of because I've been able to enjoy Magic on my own terms. It was basically the fact that I was able to... I uh, play a lot of games on Spell Table, and I was playing with a bunch of friends from all over the country and a few folks in Europe as well, um, just like friends or friends of friends, which was a lot of fun. So we played a bunch of Commander, but we also did, like, we did some Sealed. Like, we were, like, we planned it out and said, all right, everyone go f grab six packs, and we'll bring them together, and we put it down, and we all opened up stuff, and we did kind of like a a weird kind of four-person sealed situation which was with one great band name but also like just a lot of fun to just goof around and play play a game by the rules that we want to put in and it was ended up being a bunch of fun so that's what i've been doing uh in my world of magic and i've had a lot uh, a lot of fun with it and the commander side of things it's just been fun to play around with a deck right and take cards in put you know take cards out all of that kind of stuff take obscure cards and find uses for them and all that kind of stuff and my personal favorite thing that i've done so far is put the old war of the spark rare that obviously costs hundreds of dollars the old roll reversal which is i believe two and a two blue and a red sorcery sorcery that says uh you exchange two target permanents and so I sit down there, and someone I, every single time someone would put down their win condition, it's usually like a Perforos or something indestructible, and it's an enchantment creature. So then I put down some crap enchantment, like Tectonic Reformation or something, play that, and just go, I'll take that, skip your round. And it's just playing goofy, fun stuff that is been Wait, a fun you don't you don't have house rules against that? It's so hard to do that on Spell Table. <laughs> I, you know what? The great thing about it is the magic of Post-its. It just posts it's in Sharpie. So we exchange, I, we turn our cards upside down, we put it at the top of the screen, and then we pull out a post-it and write the core parts of the card. We put I, I write down like Perforos, seven, six, in yeah, like I and B for indestructible, and I put like all that kind of stuff down and just put the post-it down. Not surprised. Yeah. Nice. I know I know a couple commander people have like house rules with that with those cards right now. Yeah. Have you uh like if you like roll reversal, Brasky, can I tell you about our Lord and Savior, Zedru the Great Hearted? You're a part of that commander? I think it's banned. Zedra? Yeah. No way. Mm, it's banned in, in French for sure. I don't know about Oh wow. Okay, well. Well listen, we've looked anyway, up we, uh, Sean has an English one. Is that <laughs> is French commander like is French commander like the metric commander or I think French commander is probably dead, but French commander was uh and maybe I'm totally wrong. It's been a long time. But I think French commander was like original competitive oh, uh yeah. EDH. I don't know. There was, but I know. It was like one on one only there was like a really specific ban list. I mean, this is all through not official channels, but right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, they so had, had a Discord channel with it in there. It actually, uh, it actually is still legal in regular Commander. 
Yeah, but uh, the card, it lets you switch permanents. Like, you can donate permanents to opponents, and then you draw cards and gain life for how many permanents you own, but your opponents control. So you would give them cards like Mana Flare, oh, Mana yeah. Barbs, and then you would draw a card and gain a life every turn. Yeah, I... Right. Oh, I might be thinking of a different commander then. Gotcha. What card are you thinking of? Um, I thought I was thinking of the one that involved, like... Equip, uh, equipping things, artifacts. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's been a long time. I you're have, probably playing role reversal, Sean. You're exactly right because I remember seeing someone mentioning that card and going mm -hmm. down and going, "Okay, I know what my next commander deck is. A deck where I put nothing but bad crap in, <laughs> and then yeah, start was... giving it to other people and yeah, saying like, and saying like, this is for you. It's a gift. It's yeah. a gift. This, yeah. What would you not like it? That used to be one of the more powerful legacy decks way back in the day. There was a deck called Tricks. Yeah, there's a there's a couple weird enchantments from back in the day. There's like one called like Form of the Dragon, which is like when it comes into play, you gain some life, and then you like pass it to your opponent, and then when it dies, they lose that much life. Sorry. And there's like a blue one that like you gain forty, your life total becomes forty. But when it leaves play, you lose 20 life or something like that. It's a there's a couple uh, of really it, weird cards like that. So Illusions of Grandeur is uh, when it comes into play, you gain 20 life. When it leaves play, you lose 20 life. That's the card. Uh, that's you the blue would, card. You I'm would donate of. it to your opponent. Yeah. See, that was yeah. the card I'm thinking Form of the Dragon is like you, you your life total becomes five. Uh, yeah. But you do five damage to anything, and then like I think it's like creatures without flying can't attack, mm -hmm. and then and then <laughs> basically like if, like you would either like wall up behind that, or like you would donate it and be like, yeah. well, no, I'll just like kill you with like the five damage. Right, right, right. So, Everything about this is giving me life, and just I, I'm going to go. Okay, great. Well, I know what I'm going to be re researching this week is putting something like that together, because that's <laughs> that's going to make me pretty darn happy, and that's kind of what we wanted to do with uh, with this podcast this week is kind of talk about. The stuff that makes us, uh, the stuff that we enjoy kind of going back and saying, well, what do we want to talk about this week? And one of the things that we've been brought up and the things that we've been seeing on the Twitters is stuff uh, basically kind of going back to what was the, the first list that you kind of had published. What was your first list and what was your favorite list? And that's kind of what we wanted to touch on this week was kind of going back and talking about first, like the first list that uh, we played you know, competitively or even just played in general. And what was our favorite list at the same time? And I think... It's it's just something that I once this topic got brought up, I was like, okay, I yes, I can certainly find my stuff because I'm probably the newest player here, but I'm really looking forward to what the rest of my cohorts here on this podcast can kind of come up with, and that's kind of our jumping off point on this spot. So I want to start with Caroline and just talk a little bit about what was what was your first list like, what was in it, what what did you play it at, all of that, but also what was what's your favorite list that comes to mind. So the my, okay, my first list. Basically, the only way I could figure out how to do this was to search on Goldfish, um, which means that only I can only find my Moto lists, and I don't have like a deep history with Moto. I did try finding like other like random PTQ paper events, but which to be honest, I'm really surprised I even had a Moto account back then. And it was some mono red list in something called Standard Champs, which someone potentially told me is is like the challenges of old. Um, which is like maybe like a Saturday standard event or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was some mono red list. It had like Stoke the Flames, Rabble Master, Swift Spear, you know, just a general, what is that probably around? Cons? Yeah, Rabble Master's from the core set. Swift Spear's from Cons Tarkir. Yeah, so it had core set, it had Cons, it had some Theros stuff and Lightning Strike and Titan Strength. And, you know, I think what I remember is there was some video that someone said, hey, if you spend $20 on Moto, you can build a standard deck and do well with it. And th this is that, that list. Uh, what do they call that? Um, shoot. On a budget? Was it was it just Boss Red or something? I think boss, it was just oh, Boss, boss Sly. Yeah, yeah, yeah Boss yeah. Sly. So I think that's what this is. Uh, and then this is probably upgraded because I had Rabble Masters and stuff. So I probably just like built it and then upgraded it. But my record in this event is 0-5, which is one of the reasons I'm like, I don't remember this list being posted, and I didn't really know it was posted. But I decided to not count that, even though I did just tell you about it. And instead, I'm counting I'm counting my my first list that I remember being posted and was excited. Like, I know I, I saw people reference my list in later conversations, so I feel like it counted a little bit more. I don't know if that's fair. But it wasn't until July 1st, 2018, uh, and I actually don't remember what happened in this PTQ, but I went 7-1, and one, 
in a modern PTQ and I was playing Tron. And to be honest, my Tron list is seriously not that different than what it used to be. <laughs> uh, except with the exception of like four mana Karn is, is a big staple in, in Tron these days. So we had like this list had more like random things like uh, some relics and some all his dusts and stuff. But other than the four mana car, nothing has really changed. Just looking at this list. Like, it's just the same. Yeah. It's like it's one so land new, probably, right? Like you added the scavenger grounds, maybe some lists have or something. Well, like the, that. the lands, the, the three to two to three flex lands change all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it really depends on the meta to like, this one had Ghost Quarter in the main. Ghost Quarter's come out of the main like a ton now. Sanctimovian was always there. This list had Gyre Reach Sanitarium, which I love and no one respects. <laughs> and then the sideboard is different too, because the sideboard has actual sideboard cards because you didn't have the wishboard. But it is, it, I remember doing well in this event. I don't really remember what happened in the top eight, but I, I really do remember knowing my list was published. And I think I saw in like a Grand Prix or some sort of coverage the next week where they were cycling through decks from Moto. And I remember seeing my deck and being like, holy cow, that's my deck. And I just remember, I don't know. I just remember it being really cool. So I, I like to count that one. <laughs> this 05 red list that I didn't even know was published. I like, I, it's like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Cause like in my mind, you're talking about, well, yeah, that was my first list, but this was my first list. Yeah. Like I remember someone messaging me and be like, oh, I just saw that your, your Tron list was published on this thing. Like, I think it was Mason or something. And 2018 is not really that long ago. So I <laughs> I think it's good I went first. I don't really have a deep history uh, in published lists, mostly because I think the Vancouver PTQs and stuff, I, I just don't think anyone really ever published things. Like, I don't think my, my um, RPTQ list ever got published somewhere, like my top eight RPTQ list, which, which would be a much better publication of a list than some some of these random standard champs and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know pretty pretty cool to go down mystery no not mystery, mystery. Lane. Um, i don't know what i played memory lane well i didn't know what i played to be <laughs> that's awesome i love i love going the nostalgia is real but also in a good way of just kind of looking like oh yeah i remember that deck i remember these cards like that's that's why that's what I love about this topic. That's why I like digging into it and kind of going through those things. Sean, what was what was your first list? <laughs> so it's weird because Caroline, you you know, you kind of mentioned you don't remember the tournament, but you remember like the after effects. I remember this tournament like it was yesterday. I drove down to Shakopee and I lose in the top four. Someone playing this is blue white. They're playing blue white elixir of immortality. And I'm playing as always, a blue-white control deck, but I have red in my deck as well. So I'm playing uh, Jeskai Control, and the the hits here, two copies of Warleader Celix, which was not great at the time, but I didn't play good magic cards back then. Um, and then two copies of Turn and Burn, which was mainly there to kill Thragtusk, if I remember right, and just random cards like that. And it's just like the normal blue-white stuff, you know, this is kind of like similar to Ivan Flock's list, Four Strengths Revelation, Four Azorius Charms, some Detention Spheres, you know, some Jaces. But then I also have two main deck copies of Counterflux, which in the Elixir of Immortality mirror countered Elixir of Immortality and they couldn't beat it. So I remember who I lost to. His name is Andrew, and Hawk might know him. His nickname's Froggy. And I actually became pretty good friends with him after this tournament, and he helped me you know, play more magic in the future. So like that's, this took place in June of 2014. Uh, I got fourth place, third, fourth place in this deck. So I personally, you know, Elixir of Immortality, part of the reason I play blue white is for this exact deck list right here. So I have a very big sense of nostalgia. This is where I started to actually like come into my groove playing magic. You know, this is my first good finish. I happen to be with Elixir Immortality and Azorius Charm. So, like, I have some very fond memories of this deck and decks like it. So, it's my first big winning deck, and I, you know, love it to death and back. So, here's a, a Zoomer question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mutavolt. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive card, but I mean, even then, like, is it just the fact that it can be all creature types? Like, that's why it's an awesome utility thing to have in your lands or what? Yeah, so in this standard, the format was very, like, there was a couple decks. There was mono black, there was mono blue, there was a burn deck, and then there was blue-white control. 
Mutal Vault was just a card that like blocked Pack Rat. It blocked a couple random creatures out of the mono red deck. Because basically this deck was just like, I just needed to get to turn seven. And if I got to turn seven, my win percentage went up probably 25%. So Mutal Vault was just in the deck as a two of to like buy you some time. And also like in the blue white mirror, it was a win condition, killed your opponent. Granted, there were games where they were at 65 life and like you wouldn't always kill them very quickly, but it had a mission to kill Jace Architect of Thought as well because in the blue white mirror, you would minus Jace and then your Mutavault would finish off the Jace. So Mutavault was in there for a couple of reasons, mainly to block creatures early to get to turn seven or eight and then also kill Jace Architect of Thought. I love that. You know, looking through it at like deck lists, like what Caroline was talking about and seeing the deck list that you posted there, all I can think of is like cards I wish I like were in arena now in certain places, like in standard now, it's like, man, what I wouldn't give for like a Supreme verdict, like an uncounterable board wipe that just goes like mm-hmm. kaboom, all of that kind of stuff. Like, I love you know, stuff in there. It, it's, it's funny. Cause like we complain about how powerful standard is and, you know, like just thinking about how this standard format was, you know, the blue white versus mono black, mono blue. Those are the three best decks. I don't think any of those decks would be playable nowadays because of the power creep, but I mean, that's just how magic works. It has Isn't to evolve. It, it's kind of wild because I, I would think, hmm, I don't really have good data on this, but a lot of people that I talk to have fond memories of this type of standard. So the mod, yeah. the devotion standard with the blue white control deck mm-hmm. and the, that blue white control deck had a card that said you may gain five life, I think. Yep. And you may cycle it or do something with it where it shuffles your whole graveyard back into your deck. Yep. And it's still not as bad as what we're in right now. <laughs> yeah. There were games where I would win by casting Strix's Revelation for 17 over and over again and just drawing my Elixir of Immortality and, like, shuffling my graveyard back into my library, letting my opponent take one turn, let them do whatever, and it just wouldn't matter because I, like... My deck wasn't very heavy on win cons. It was just, I won't ever die. It's on the game is on you to win it. And most of the time people couldn't and just conceded. And somehow that was not as bad as what's happening right now. (laughs) This also had Thoughtseize in it. Thoughtseize was printed in Theros. and That was in standard at the time. (laughs) I was going to say, I actually watched Matthias uh, beat somebody by alting Jace, getting their elixir and then not casting it. (laughs) so then they just decked because they couldn't shuffle their graveyard yeah i uh one of my favorite stories of all time is my opponent uh ultimates jace architect of thought and then goes and gets their own elixir immortality and then a card out of my deck and i get to overload counter flux because both spells go on the stack at the same time and i get both of them so i counter flux their elixir off of their ultimate jace so. <laughs> yeah, that's some awesomeness right there. I love hearing about all that kind of stuff. Connor yeah. Hawk, what's the first list that you got? All right, so way back in the day, actually, I actually want to start this off with kind of a little bit of a story. So I was searching for my decks that I um, that I like had first published. They weren't and on then, the internet, by the way. The internet didn't exist. Well, yeah, it's kind I of where I'm going. I the stone tablets. And it looked really <laughs> yeah. heavy. Yeah, I had to well, go to Encyclopedia Britannica and then pull those <laughs> things out. But then I had to buy the whole set, and yeah, now I have all these books. Is this not come by yet? Yeah. Come... You just well, bought so, the M volume. Wait, you, could you only afford the the V? Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody missed. Did anyone get that? It was from a show. I remember that. I don't it remember. It was from Friends. Joey yeah. could only afford one book. Yeah. Because they were talking about like Venezuela. Like, what about Mans Pestuvius? Yeah. Well, what happened, what happened with the Britannica printing, Ari? Well, so somebody misentered my first one. And it was so like, so when I was looking it up, it, it, it said that I had a list from uh, January 1st, 1980. Uh, so, <laughs> I know that that sounds wrong. It was probably 1970. Yeah, uh, that was City Champs in 2008. But so, and then I found my what I thought was my first list on Moto, and that was also incorrect. So then I actually found my real first list on Moto, uh, and it was from 2005. And it's actually Ponza, just kind of weird. I, I don't remember playing too much Ponza. Yeah, go ahead, Caroline. I'd like to call a vote and vote Eric off the podcast. What? <laughs> what? I have no favorite reference for this, so I'm not voting right now. Ponza is a type of deck that destroys lands, and my Tron deck requires a very certain amount of lands. 
Well, ex yeah, you won't get to three. We, we've been known enemies not, for a long time. I'm not actively <laughs> looking through my commander deck and trying to take out Decree of Annihilation that takes out all lands. <laughs> what the heck? So this deck is, this deck is really sweet. Uh, for those that just played, there's a card called Dreadhorde Butcher. This deck actually plays a card called Slith Firewalker, which was kind of like the first version of that. It's a red-red 1-1 one, one with haste. Uh, if it deals combat damage to a player, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. If it dies, nothing happens. It just dies. But you do get a card called Chrome Mox, which is a zero casting cost artifact. When it comes into play, you can imprint a, uh, a card or a card onto it. Uh, if that card has a color, it taps for that color. In this case, it would be red. It is mono red, the deck is. Uh, so basically, what you would try to do is turn one, play a Slith Firewalker, attack your opponent for two. Uh, and then the deck plays six, or six uh, land destruction spells that cost three mana. So then you just like start blowing up your opponent's lands. It also plays a four mana sorcery that says each player sacrifices a land for each card in your hand. So then uh, that's called Thoughts of Ruin, and that's a uh, red red two. So like basically you like blow up their lands. Maybe they get two in play, and you're like, Nah, you can't have two. I have two cards in hand. Like let's each sacrifice two lands. And then if you can't finish them off that way, you have a couple of burn spells in Shock, Magma Jet, and Shrapnel Blast. And then the other threat is Adamaro First to Suffer or First to Desire. Sorry. Uh, which is a red, red one, and it has power and toughness equal to your opponent's or the cards in your opponent's hand, which they can't play any because you blew up all their lands. Was first to suffer in the playtesting? <laughs> no, first to suffer is the the black Adamaro, I think. There, there is there is actually one. This huh? sounds like the dragon cycle. <laughs> there, there is a, there's not, a cycle but... that does uh, that does. Uh, uh, I think it's Kajimaro first to suffer, and then uh, there's like the white one is uh, first to dream, and then the blue one's first to something. So yeah, there there's a bunch of firsts. Give me, but, give me the, give me the rundown on on imprint. Is this just like you get rid of a card, like you exile a card, but then you gain some stats of the card? Like what, what was yep. that, what was that situation? So imprint is an interesting mechanic. Basically, when like you got it basically on the nose. Uh, when it when the card comes into play, it'll ask you to remove a card from the game, and then it'll tell you to do something with that card. So Chromox will tap for a color of the card that's imprinted. There's like one called Panoptic Mirror, which is actually a very, like it used to be very heavily played in uh, Commander, where it's like you can imprint a instant or sorcery, I believe, and then you can just like play that instant or sorcery. Uh, Isochron Scepter is another big one. That one's a two casting cost or less instant, and then you can you can pay two and tap it and then play that spell. There used yeah. to be a card called, uh, or there, there still is a card, I guess. There used to be a deck called the Orem's Chant yeah. that would just like imprint Orem's Chant onto the Isochron Scepter, and your opponents just couldn't cast spells. Orm's Chant is one white with kicker of one white, and it says your opponent or target player may not play spells this turn, and if you paid the kicker cost of one white, they also can't attack. So you'd just be like, start of your turn, you can't play spells, can't attack. My turn again? Okay, cool. <laughs> you just do that the rest of the game. Imprint is like when you play the card, you basically put, a, most people put a card under it, yep. and then that's how they remember what they imprinted, but yeah, imprint is an old mechanic that will probably never get played again. Never get printed again. Man, that is some funky, funky stuff right there. I, want, I would love funky to... Funky like, Gold Medina. Funky Gold Medina of Magicness. I'm also noticing, Eric, a little card. You have Sensei's Divining Top in here. You have oh, yeah. Oh, man. Sensei's Divining Top is a nice one. Uh, there's a really cool trick you can do with Sensei's Divining Top in this deck. There always is. Uh, I mentioned Shrapnel Blast before. So Shrapnel Blast says as an additional cost to cast this spell. You, can sac you have to sacrifice an artifact, and then it deals five damage to anything. You can tap your top to draw a card, put that draw card on the stack. Uh, so top it says tap draw card, and then put sensei divining top on no. top. What you can that do is you can tap. Yeah, you can tap the top to draw a card, sacrifice it to shrapnel blast, deal five damage, draw the card, but then the top just won't go back to the top because it's no longer there. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty is, nice. That is gnarly. Yeah, it's a it's some really nice tricks. Man, that's some that's some fun stuff. See, this is I like hearing this stuff because I know readily that like. I probably don't have much to contribute to this conversation on that <laughs> side. So I'm really just like sitting back, just being like, tell me stories. I want to know everything else that's going on. Because I'm thinking Eric's like, in his rocking chair. There's yeah, a what, nice warm <laughs> yeah, You right. mentioned like that deck that they tracked from 1980, which obviously is a missed thing. But I'm also sitting there being like, what was Arena on Commodore at that point? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just yeah, Moto. It was actually now. <laughs> this deck is actually kind of sweet, though. I, I will not lie. I just like clicked on it, and I know that a bunch of us at the Monster Den no longer exists in Minnesota, but uh, we're building this like Merfolk deck, and it's like Merfolk slash Wizard Tribal. And it doesn't look that much different than than what you would see in a Merfolk deck. Uh, you still have like Lord of Atlantis, Mirror Regery, Silver Gill Adept, 
The decks like, got like spells. three new cards over the last ten years. That's a lot yeah. Of <laughs> like it's it's like it's like two lords short. And in, in their spot, <laughs> there's like one that makes other other merfolk cheaper and uh, a control magic creature. Dang. So two lords short of a royal family. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> but that's about when I started playing magic was with the rest of the royal family. I love that. Yeah, I was I was I was thinking about trying to just like pull a fast one on everybody and just coming up with one deck being like, Oh yeah, my first deck, yeah, it's totally, you know, blue, black, psychotog. Yep, that was my first deck. Way Ooh, back. That in deck's the day. nice too. Cruel control. Yeah, that's, that's where Ooh. that's yeah, because of course I was playing way back then in, in the early two thousands and late nineties. That's that's how I rolled. No, I'm trying to think of like what my first deck was, but my first deck and my favorite deck, I'll kinda jump on both because my first deck isn't all that impressive or fun or something i was like oh yeah that thing because i don't play like really super competitively i've played like maybe a couple of competitive like uh events in in my day so really for me if i think back to first deck favorite deck or that kind of thing all i can think of really is just when i first started actually playing the game of magic the gathering which coincided with arena and because of that there was just a lot of me looking back at some of the decks and kind of getting wistful just of recent history in that way. <laughs> and so I look, I was like, okay, well, what did I enjoy the most? And I was like, looking like, man, I really enjoyed the Guilds of Ravnica standard, not Ravnica Allegiance standard, but Guilds of Ravnica. And of course, the first deck that I really like got to play was probably before that, the Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan and all of that. And that was probably, it was mono red, you know, just putting together a cheap mono red deck and just kind of learning the game and learning what aggro is. Okay, cool. First deck. Great. When I think of my favorite deck, I was just thinking of all the decks I really enjoyed playing from that standard. Even the decks I didn't like playing against, I still like look back now and be like, oh, they're not so bad. We'd be friends now. That's totally fine. And I'm thinking back to like Jeskai Control with, you know, Teferi, Sean's language. Yeah, Teferi 5, <laughs> Search for Azkanta, and Settle the Wreckage. I love Settle the Wreckage so much. I remember all the Is It decks that I loved playing, like, you know, Is It Drakes and Is It Phoenix and all of that kind of stuff. I loved playing, uh, I was thinking that most hated deck, the deck that I hated playing against most was Golgari Midrange. And it was just like all the explore mechanics. I remember thinking when Carnage Tyrant was an unfair and broken card and unfun and just thinking to myself, take me back. I want to go yeah, back right? to Carney T. I wish the worst thing going on right now was an uncounterable six-man. Like, if I saw Carney T in that kind of situation, I'd go there, and you could punch me in the face and be like, it's good to see you, buddy. That yeah. card still exists. I think it's now seven mana and has haste. Yeah. yeah. And, like, <laughs> kick your like, a 10-10 or something. Yeah. yeah. So, Brasky, I was actually thinking about this, like, literally the other day. And, like, I, well, because of, obviously, this this came up on Twitter. And I was just like, I like saw a deck that I used to play, which was Abzan Aggro, and then it was Siege Rhino. And I was like, you remember when people complained about Siege Rhino? I was like, all it does is it drains for three when it comes into play. It's a four or five for four. It's like, it doesn't make mana or anything like that. It doesn't It doesn't do this every turn. It doesn't like, well, Oh, man, this is just great. Yeah, cards didn't, not every card drew a card back then, so they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah, card. It, they we were paid all eight fine mana because... for our Ugin, by the way, too. We actually had to tap eight lands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to play for our Caroline, why was everything fine, though? Well, because they all didn't draw cards, so it was okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> it's not like some of them drew a card and some did it. None, we played, like, actual um, Phyrexian Arena in our black decks, and we lived with it. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh. I remember we were playing Instant Speed Divination in Abzan, and that was like the best card in the mirror, oh. just because it drew two cards. <laughs> if you ever use it to kill a Seed Rhino, you probably lost the game. Yeah, I, that, was the, that was the first thing I learned in the Abzan mirror match. My opponent like killed one of my creatures with the Abzan charm, and I I only drew cards with the Abzan charm. And at the end of the game, I just like uh, like they were almost empty handed. I'm like I I might have to discard a hand size. What is going on? <laughs> it's just like I need to start playing these spells. And I was just like, and then I like easily won. And I was just like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This only has one mode. Take two, draw two. <laughs> well, the current plan with that is just the Maze Mind Tome, right? If you oh, try yeah. with it, you're you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's is that hold on, let me check a look at the card. Yeah, no, scry one, die. Okay, yep, that's exactly what that's <laughs> um, scry one, semicolon, die. So, it's funny, I had already picked out my favorite list. And it, it's all from the same standard. Like, in fact, like, uh, into rotation. So there was the mono black devotion, blue devotion, the deck I'm going to talk about in a second. And then they rotated into the absent deck. 
and so I re like I realized I, I wrote down what my favorite deck is. And when we talk about Absent now, I'm like, oh shoot, I really like the Absent deck. And I think the Absent deck I probably did my more like competitive nature. Like I actually think I play like a standard Grand Prix in like Oakland with, with the, the Aggro deck or the mid range deck. But with the because there was the there was the one drop. Did you have, did you have Suns Champion Elspeth Suns Champion? No, uh, yeah, it was the mid range deck. But like yeah, my okay. roommate now and our friend from Australia, like legitimately practice for this grand prix we would be in the in the coffee shop next to my house like three or four times before we went to our trip it was like a big deal we like actually talked about sideboarding like it was like a huge step in my like competitive plans but my favorite deck that i actually highlighted which i, I want to talk about because we've been talking about all the other decks from that standard but not this one <laughs> makes me sad uh it's called red green monsters uh, <laughs> and i freaking loved it it's probably a it's like closer to the end it's when the mono black and the mono blue started to come into vision. Like not not during like no Ravnica cards. Or wait, I guess maybe there are Ravnica cards in here. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, oh no, maybe. You played the Shocklands. No, you had temples, right? Yeah, and you didn't have Shock. I guess you did have. Yeah, it has blood curve, so it must have had Ravnica. Yeah, because you had Ravnica return. Well, let me let me walk you down. This is Caroline's like Caroline's first standard deck. Um you know, other than the the mill deck that I think I might have built um, when I really first started, but here we go. Are you ready? So Elvish Mystic, pretty good. Wish wish we had that one. Uh, Scavenging Ooze, this was, you know, full circle. Then we had a two-drop Mana Dork, which is pretty similar to the one we've had for a while, but I guess technically better. I don't know. That's Sylvan Carrington. Pretty good card. Um, then we had Corsair of Crew Fix. Oh, this okay. is just literally just value creatures. I'm like so in love reading this deck list. Um, Gore Clan Rampager. Wow, what a card. I probably used that card wrong like 4,000 times. Okay, ready for a card I really did use wrong? Pelucranos World Eater. This was back when Pelucranos was good. Four mana, five, five with like upsides, <laughs> sort of. Um, except many, many times I play this card into another. It was like the questing beast of its day. I would play a second Pelucranos, even though I already had one in play. Like many times, and they'd be like, Caroline, it's legendary. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> which I'm definitely done with questing these. And then uh, four Storm Breath Dragon, again, an amazing card. Oh, gosh, Storm Breath Dragon. Uh, and then this is the real reason I remember this deck. Wow, this was not the art. What the heck? Um, Domri Raid, which was my first foray into Planeswalkers and how great they are. And Domri Raid was a fantastic Planeswalker. I believe Domri Raid really fought the good fight for three mana, three mana Planeswalker being great. <laughs> but I might be alone on that one. Um, and then, uh, oh, I forgot this was even the deck. Xenagos, the Reveler. Reveler. Which was, God of Reveler. Yeah, no, not the God. Oh, the, the Reveler. Planeswalker. Oh, Planeswalker. Yeah. 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 Yeah, actually, I had that one in here, too. It just, like, says the God of Rebels for some reason. And then, yeah, one of my favorite cards is in the sideboard called Rurikthar, the un <laughs> Unbowed. I also I'm probably used that card wrong a million times as well <laughs> because that card's complicated. But this to me is like, seriously, like to this day, I still would play a deck like this. Like, give me creatures, give me a decent planeswalker, some decent mana, boom, in. Like this, th that's why I, I reflect as this is my favorite deck because I would still, if this ha was handed to me and said, this is playable, I would just jam this. Like, we're close right now in this standard. Like there's some gruel creatures that uh, match this style, but unfortunately... <laughs> we're not close in the sense that uh it doesn't work right now <laughs> so i pulled up or uh when you started saying this i actually pulled it i pulled up my version of the deck list because since we're talking about memory lane this was actually my first scg top eight uh, with, with gunned monsters nice. um i had been preparing more of a sean deck of the blue white control deck i've been told <laughs> by my friends it was the best deck um because then, it was and then a uh very young gregory orange was trying to explain to me how to play the deck and everything he said confused the crap out of me basically my opponent would like cast like the scariest card in the world and i'd be like okay we so we counter this and he'd be like no no it's okay just let it go and i'm like okay and then i'm like all right now we counter this one he's like hmm, no it's okay and i'm like ah and so like at, but at the end of the game I, my hand would be like seven counter spells and then i'd cast a spell and like there's like i'm like there's no way this like there's no way they can counter this i have seven counter spells our hand's great and i was like oh wait i just like i don't understand how we got here but we got here and i'm gonna crush them so then i last minute audible to this deck and i i ended up getting destroyed by blue white control in the in the top eight but but yeah and one of the funny things was is i didn't know that what's the discard spell or i didn't have the discard spell 
Nazis? No, 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 no. The X one. Rakdos's return. Yeah, Rakdos return. I didn't have Rakdos return, so I saw that a lot of the times they played Sire of Insanity in the sideboard, and I ended up just putting one at my main deck, and it like easily won me like three matches. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah, there was a because like against John Monsters, like you would just like probably like play a Jace Architect. I thought this is how the game played out a lot of the time. Like you would wrath the board, and then you like untap, play a tap, play, play Jace minus it to get some cards. And then you'd say go, and then the jumper would go, all right, Rakdos return you for five cards, kill your Jace, and you're like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> back then, Rakdos' return could kill Planeswalkers. So, so you nice. just, like, lose your whole hand. Too. I love that in so many parts of this conversation, but also, like, in general with our podcast, is someone mentioning brief, very vague descriptions of a card and Sean getting it in one or two guesses. Like, I want to be able to start doing that and just, I'm just going to start naming random stuff just to see people put it together. I'm just going to sit down there and be like, you know, oh man, I was thinking of that, you know, that one deck, it's got, uh, it's that six mana artifact, you know, it, uh, it, 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 it staff of men. Oh, no, yeah. um, no, <laughs> the, the one that makes that you draw an extra card and you plus one. Yeah, plus staff one. of men. No, uh, more, said plus one, plus one? Yeah, plus one, plus one to all your creatures. You draw an extra card. Sun. Yeah, that one. Yep. Nice. That's I gotta be... beat Sean. I gotta get faster. I gotta go. I gotta get faster. I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna do a stream at some point. And make a game show out of this. It's gonna be like name that tune. It's gonna be name that magic card. I can guess that name... Pokemon. Yeah, I can name it. In... I can name it in four words. I can name it in one mana cost. All right, go. Oh, I used to do that game with kids. Yeah, but it I wasn't. Mean... It wasn't name uh, anything. Magic it cards? was okay. No, no. Are you ready? This is actually a great game. Okay, so you. Buy a bunch of random food items. And they're like, keep in mind, the kids are going to eat them. So like you buy like an apple and a chocolate bar. I bought an onion once, <laughs> a banana, like, <laughs> like some good, some bad. Then you put them in a mystery bag and you get two teams and you get one kid from each team to approach. And you say, okay, the game's called how many bites. So you can bid how many bites it will take to eat the mystery item. Oh, my. So, you know, Sean will be like, I can eat it in three. And Grass is like, I can do it in two. And Sean's like, well, I can do it in one. And then you pull out the banana. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> what is what is the, the – this just reminds me of that game they played in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know what that is. But they just, like, roll the dice and they just, like, name the number of dice underneath there. And it's, like, really weird to me. Yeah, that looks that. like one of those games where they just, like, start saying random things. It's like, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't, there's no actual rules. I want to know how to play that game. <laughs> That's the only reason I brought it up, is I have no clue how to play it, and it seems interesting. Yeah. It's funny, Brasky, because you mentioned that I, like, start guessing cards. This format Eric is talking about, this is, like, what I dream of every night when I go to bed. Because this standard that we're talking about, that we've talked about a bunch, is, like, where I, like, won a decent amount of magic matches that I remember very well in standard. So it's very, I have very fond memories of that two-year span of that standard. Sean, I I have two local friends that when you used to see each other locally, they would have in their backpacks, and there's not a lot of real estate in your backpack after your magic tournament. They would have their tournament deck and their mat and all that stuff. And then they would have their Theros uh, <laughs> uh, cons deck in their backpack. So one would uh, have mono black and one would have blue white. And they would yeah. play it all the oh, time. Oh, <laughs> like, where's the mono blue? Or mono, been... I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> well, it was mono black and blue white were tier S. And then mono blue was A+, plus, all right? like No, it was tier S, too. No, it was A+. Plus. I did a lot of beating up of people with the mono blue deck. Yeah, well, people did not apply against Well, actually, actually... Was it uh, Sam Pardee wrote an article, and I learned how to beat the blue white deck with mono blue. He uh, loved the, the mono blue deck. Like yeah. one of the spell, one of the cards I bought for his um, spell book was Bassa, because yeah. he loved that deck. You yeah, only have two cards that matter: one's Biden of Thassa, one's Thassa. If either of them resolve, you probably win the game. So. Yeah, or Jace, <laughs> Jace Memory Adept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That card too. That works. That's yeah. a good one on the sideboard. Yeah, fun. the weird part was we had gainsay in that format. So like, oh yeah, <laughs> good old Andrew Cunio. Well, you oh, you made the eight, card. Oh, okay. uh, Aetherling. Yeah, Aetherling was in that standard too. Like I would play yeah. it on the sideboard of blue white. I hated yeah. Aetherling. That was a fun magic card. I hated it more than Elixir Immortality. Really? Yeah. Strange. Oh man. I just. Oh man, I hated that card. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's the topic for the next one. Is cards that make you go, oh, I hated that card. 
Well, that's then not... we just talk about standard. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> not cards that are inherently broken. Not like the inherently broken. Like, oh. fun. But just stuff that when you played it, like what was the card you just got like, God, I hated that card. Like me with Carnage Tyrant. It comes down and I'm like, God, you. What cards wake you up in a cold sweat at night? <laughs> <laughs> My opponent goes, turn one thought season, I mulligan. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Kept a sketcher. <laughs> it's the nightmare cards. Why? No. <laughs> Oh, I hated KCI because I, yeah, I feel like I had the lot. most exposure to understand the deck and I still didn't understand the deck. <laughs> and so I was like, I hate this. I, I hate the a card that would... Yeah. Mine is definitely Stony Silence. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. <laughs> that card, <laughs> that card, like, I'm just like, you know, it, it, it always comes down like the turn before I could do something about it. You're just like, you're like, oh, if this if this turn goes goes through, it'll be, oh, damn it. Yeah, okay. you're like, have well, a spell pierce, but you're, you're tapped out or something. Yeah, yeah, or like I would have had like the plating already on the creature or something. Yeah. You know, it's just think, like. Yeah, mine's got to be Liliana the Veil. I'm just <laughs> like, my opponent always just goes, Thoughtseize, Tarmogoyth, Liliana. It's just like, I'm dead. Guess I'll die now. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> hmm, what is mine? I mean, I guess it's probably just Cryptic Command, right? Is it, is it like Sewing Salt? <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. It's got to be like Sewing like Crumble the Dust? Blood, blood Moon's probably Oh, there. Crumble the Dust. Shoot, it might be... Well, it might just be Pillage or like... Yeah, just like any sort of land destruction. <laughs> like Blood Moon. Stone Rain. <laughs> okay, probably... okay, I got it. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably Stone Rain, because if, if, if they're playing Stone Rain, that is a, like... You could randomly play like a molten rain. No, I right? think it's the moss one. What's the stupid moss? Moldy acid moss. Yeah, that was the worst. If they have that card in your deck, you know you're so <laughs> See, this that is was... this is the good part about going back to even the things we enjoyed. Even some of the things we didn't enjoy are still just making us giggle and laugh. I'm like, this is why we wanted to talk about this topic today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's just so many times. Like, that's the great part about Magic. It's just like we we say we hate things, but like I've definitely had it where like I'm playing against Affinity, and I would just like you know I'm playing Blue Eyed and Modern. My Affinity opponent would go, you know, three creatures, blah blah blah, do their thing, and I play Celestial Colonnade, tap, say go, and I die. Yeah. <laughs> that that's definitely that's happened. happened. You know, some of the time. Though. <laughs> it's definitely happened more than once in my life. So. It, it, like, I, like on the other side, like sometimes I go like. Memnite signal pest like pl cranial plating equip and you're like electrolyze all of your things. You're like, what? <laughs> How is that real? <laughs> you know, like... The one play I always oh my god, the one play always gives me nightmares is playing against Living End. It's just like whenever they have a Simeon Spirit Guide and they just exile a Spirit Guide, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's just like exile Simeon Spirit Guide, Fulminator made your land. It's like, come on, man. What, what am I? What am one of my favorite feelings was, uh, like, you remember, like, the, on the SCG when you would play? So, like, this is totally opposite, but I got to imagine my, my opponent's dread when this happens. When I would play Ad Nauseam Tendrils, and I, like, go to the side and start grabbing, like, the, the, the spell count, the mana count. <laughs> you just start laying it oh, out on the no, table. No, you're just like... <laughs> I got it. No, no, you're totally on the right track. The Storm player in Modern that grabbed their, like... Blue basic and they're red. <laughs> yeah. And they say, "Hey, will you count the storm for me?" You know they're yeah, real when the. You know it. they're real when they're energy from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had some thick ass. I had some sweet energies. Yeah, I same. Oh, I went out of my way to get sweet holographic energy tokens when energy was in standard. Actually, that's really funny. We None of us really brought up energy. <laughs> I actually didn't mind any of the decks. Like, I played Marvel. I, I had a good time. I played the, like, teamer energy. Or whatever. Like, I liked all those decks. They were whatever. But <laughs> I actually remember, and this is a fine rule change. I understand why they changed it. But I actually put a lot of effort into picking my energy. Like, yeah, same. like a lot of effort. Like, we don't need to talk about which ones I bought. But anyway. Then the but they put so much effort into it. They made a new rule that you had to write down your energy or it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a new like uh, DCI rule or whatever. Yeah. And I was so mad. I was like, no, my energies. Oh, oh. I love that. I think I think that's that's a great place for us to kind of jump off on for for this cast. But that just there's so many good stories about decks we enjoyed playing even the stuff we didn't like we still look back and just be like yeah i remember that that's that yeah that sucked 
like every part yeah. of it. That's why, we, that's why it's cool to kind of, you know, if times when, you know, if there's other parts of the game that we're not digging, there's always things that we can remember that we did dig or realize that, you know, we can, uh, we can make the game whatever we want it to be. And that's why we also want to know what was to all of our listeners out there, all of our tens or ones or thousands of listeners, as I'm sure that are out there, what was your first deck that you would call and what was your favorite deck? And you can let us know by tweeting at us at Swagoi Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. Of course, you can also check out all the other folks on all of our competitive teams from Magic to Hearthstone to Valorant, which is our newest team as well. And you can go to Swagoi.com for that. But before we sign off i want to know from all of my fellow co-hosts here what is the one thing you're going to be doing to get better at the game of magic and where can people find you doing it at caroline let's start with you so this week let's see i've i've email match i have two matches coming up this week and they're against like some pretty good players and i have a record to uphold <laughs> so i'm kind of nervous but we'll see uh they're going to be one of them will be featured so i won't be giving any spoilers away yet and then this weekend, I'm going to give the Clash, the CFB event, a try. For what it's worth, we didn't do news because there's not a lot coming up. Um, but there is these new, like, GP at home style events called Clashes. And if you don't have information on them and you really need them, you can tweet at us. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a try on Saturday. I didn't get to play the first one. And so I'm going to do that. And then there's also the Grand Finals is, is this weekend. So there's top 32 people from the last two major events. And some of my friends are competing. So uh, I will be giving a listen on that and just trying to figure out what the heck to do with standard and where can people find you doing it at? oh that's a good question well no, i'm just kidding uh you can find me on twitter at my linguini uh, m-i-g-h-t-y-l-i-n-g-u-i-n-e you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash the mighty linguini and you can find me on wednesday streaming this whole month oh thanks brasky this whole month i'm doing something called sogoitober very original title i know um where i'm having every wednesday stream and maybe some bonus saturday streams a member of sogoi on my stream it will be um kind of geared towards introducing uh, our newer members and kind of you know highlighting our team um and we're actually going to play the same rules apply so the guest picks the game so there might be magic it might not be magic um and this first one will be with nick and it we're going to play some standard you know carolyn should we do a podcast stream on one of the nights that you have free yeah, for sure like on one of the saturdays that'd be fun versus yeah. the four of us i dig it i dig it it's one of these times i'm down for that <laughs> for sure and sean what are you going to be doing to get better at the game and where can people find you doing it at i don't know if I'll be playing Magic anytime in the near future. I mean, it's possible I'd play Clash this weekend, um, but if, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I will definitely be trying to hit Adventure Rank 30 and, and Genshin Impact, so <laughs> definitely uh, excited to be doing that. You can find me on Twitter at MrToolShed and twitch.tv slash MrToolShed. Come hang out, tell us your favorite decks, and give us some podcast topics. I mean, you know... We usually try to like come up with some sweet topics like tonight, oh, so we I definitely would have Grand Prix favorite one. What? I have a favorite Grand Prix one. Ooh, I'm excited about that one. That's That'll a be good fun. topic. That's a topic for another podcast, though. And before we get to that topic, which will probably be who knows next week, a month from now, years from now, maybe tomorrow, who knows? We also need to know what Conanhawk's going to be doing to get better at the game of Magic, and where people can find you doing it. Yeah. So this week, uh, like I said, I. I, I Wanted to play more standard, but I wanted to play something that I, I enjoy. Uh, tomorrow, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to actually try to play some of the decks that we found on, on Twitter that are going to be at the Grand Finals, which is happening this weekend. And then after that, uh, this is actually kind of ties into what Caroline was saying earlier. Um, I actually like looked back at the old decks, and like I also enjoyed Abs and Aggro. So, and I, I kind of found a lot of similarities with the Abs and Aggro with Mono Green. Uh, you know, like things like Dromoka's Command slash like, you know, similar to like Primal Might, uh, the size of the creatures, kind of the converted mana cost and stuff like that. So I might actually just like figure out if I really, really like this mono green deck, but who knows, maybe the the, the red green adventures deck that uh, that a couple of people posted. I think it was Emma, Luis Salvato, and Autumn Burchette. So maybe, maybe I'll find something there. Just playing some nice beefy creatures and some removable spells. Uh, if you want to see me doing that, you can see uh, that on twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. I stream Monday through Friday. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at Conan Hawk. And every once in a while, I update my Instagram. And that's also at Conan Hawk. 
Fantastic. Of course, me, I'm just going to keep on keeping on enjoying the game in the ways that I like to enjoy it. And hopefully, eventually, that becomes uh, standard or historic again. But uh, for the time being, I'm going to do some other stuff and just uh, keep on playing Commander, enjoying playing the game with friends from all over in different ways, shapes, and forms. And if sometimes I might be able to stream that kind of content, you can always find me at twitch.tv slash brasky1142. And you can find me on Twitter at brasky1142. Whether I'll be playing Magic, broadcasting Magic, or talking about it in some way, shape, or form, you can always find me there. And you can always find all of us right here at the Friends in Magic podcast. And we hope that you subscribe, leave us a review, and put some of those stars next to that wonderful podcast because it really does help us out. And we cannot wait to see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.